When it comes to New Year's resolutions, the New York Post did a poll of 2,000 Americans, and it turns out that by day 32 of the resolution, 68% of Americans had completely abandoned those resolutions. And moreover, 14% started out with goals that they never thought that they could achieve. Today on the Do More podcast, we're going to talk about ways that we can set resolutions or better yet goals that we can accomplish so that we can achieve more. Let's jump in. Well, welcome back to the Do More Podcast. My name is Ben from benribble.com coaching, where we focus on three foundational pillars, leadership, productivity, and organization. Now, on today's podcast, we're going to talk about setting goals and how that can be a great way to achieve your dreams. But I caution you, not all goals are created equal. And in this podcast, we're actually going to take a look at the seven attribute, attributes of a goal and how you can set them up to make sure that your goals are more effective and more attainable. Now, the SMART Goal Framework, S-M-A-R-T, has been around since the early 1980s. But here recently, the Full Focus Company, pioneered by Michael Hyatt, has suggested that we make an upgrade to this, the SMARTER goal, S-M-A-R-T-E-R. And now this system replaces the original R in SMART, which was realistic, with a concept that will put some, well, on edge. So let's jump into the different attributes. And, and here, briefly before we even begin, we have S-M-A-R-T-E-R, right? Smarter. So the S is specific, M, measurable, A, actionable, R, risky, T, time-bound, E, exciting, and R, relevant. So let's start with S specific. Now, obviously, when you're creating a goal, you need to have something that is specific. If it's vague, it's likely to not get accomplished. So when I say specific, I mean spell it out bit by bit. How are you going to accomplish this goal? So a vague goal example might be something along the lines of get fit or I want to get fit, right? It's kind of weak. It's kind of vague. How are you going to do it? What are you going to do to achieve this goal? What is the goal itself? How are you going to know when you've made it to the finish line with that goal? Something along the lines of run three times a week for 30 minutes is a more specific goal. And you will know immediately when you've achieved that. So making goals specific is going to help ensure that they're achievable and help you keep your motivation levels nice and high. And that's important. We have to keep those intrinsic or internal motivations high. And this is a great way to do that, making sure that you've set yourself up for success by creating a specific goal. And then the second letter in smarter, M, measurable. And this one kind of ties back into the specific there. If your goal is not measurable, how will you know when you've achieved it? How will you know that you have crossed the finish line towards this goal. Measurable is going to help you break it down 
into smaller bits and pieces so that you can see, okay, today I need to accomplish this, today I need to accomplish this, and you can check those things off your list and know that I'm making it, right? How are you going to measure it? That's an important aspect that we have to be able to track. And it's going to, again, help ensure that progress is being made and help us to keep motivated and on track toward achieving this goal. Now, let's move on to the third letter here, A, actionable. And this is probably one of my favorite, and I think probably one of the pieces that most uh, most individuals miss. A is actionable. And when I say actionable, I simply mean that there is an action that is attributed to this goal. So you could use uh, a vague goal like, I want to get fit. Okay, what's the action in that? There, there isn't want. Well, that's not a good action. We need a strong action verb, really, to get us going to make sure that we have something that we can do here. So action goals come with clear steps and action items that can be checked off one by one in order to accomplish the goal, giving you the satisfaction of progress and success as you go. Now, for instance, we said the vague goal was, I want to get fit. But a strong action verb added creates a much more specific and much better goal. Run, that's our action verb, run three times a week thirty for 30 minutes. Something like that, right? Um, if your goal is to, um, is to write a book, you could specifically say, I want to write 300 pages per day. That's a lofty goal, but you can do it because it's actionable, right? It starts with that action word there. Okay. I wouldn't encourage you to set a goal to write 300 pages. That's a, that's a lot to write in one day. Um, but regardless, the point here is that it needs to be actionable. Look up some action verbs, and maybe that will help you um, help you identify the best way to write this goal. Action verbs. And then our next letter, R, and this is the one that we talked about um, earlier. It used to mean something different, but now we're going to say that R means risky. And you're thinking to yourself, well, Ben, why would I want a risky goal. Well, here's the thing. Risky goals are kind of daunting, but think about the achievement portion of it. Once you achieve this risky goal, how much more valuable is that to you? Intrinsically, you want to achieve it. When someone says, you can't do that, it almost motivates you more, right? So we're actually challenging ourselves and pushing the boundaries of what is possible or what we thought was possible. This is kind of a mindset game here. We're going to change our mindset to where even though it seems risky, we believe that we can do it. Now, I want to make sure that you understand that these risky goals should rest squarely between your comfort zone and your delusion zone. So for instance, your comfort zone is something that isn't really going to take any risk. It's really easy for you to do. You don't even hardly have to think about it to make it. You're very comfortable. It doesn't, it doesn't give you those butterflies in your stomach, right? 
The delusion zone is on the other end of that spectrum. The delusion zone is where you are setting yourself up for failure. And we really don't want to do that, right? Because that's going to lead us to early burnout. It's going to make us feel like that we we can't succeed. It's going to hurt our success of uh, our, our uh, chances of being successful with this goal and maybe even some other goals. So be careful. So you want to make sure that your goals are halfway between comfort zone and discomfort zone, right in the middle where we're calling it the discomfort zone. So there's a little bit of discomfort, but it's not delusional. You can achieve it still. Okay, so make sure that you make your goals a little bit risky. And then when we move on to the letter T, standing for time bound, this one is another important one. And this one kind of leans, leads back to the measurable, the specific, the actual, all these other things that we've talked about. Time bound kind of ties it up nicely with a little bow. So time bound is going to create a sense of urgency first because you're saying, I want it done by this time right? It could say when I'm starting, it could be that kind of a time bound. It could be a, uh, a time bound where you're actually saying how often or the frequency of what you're doing, right? So in our, our example earlier, we said three times a week for 30 minutes, right? So that's kind of a, a goal that we're setting up um, that we want to be a habit goal, something that we put into our routine and we want to do regularly. So there's no clear finish line when we're absolutely done, but we can say that once we have hit that consistently three times a week for 30 minutes for X number of days. So maybe we say, I want to run or I'm going to run or even just start with the word run, run three times a week for 30 minutes until I hit consistently doing that for six months. Okay. And then that's when you know that you've hit that goal. Now you don't even have to put a final goal number on that. So it could just be a habit that you want to institute and you want to constantly do. Okay. So time bound has all of those different components to it. It could be when we start, it could be when it ends, how often we're doing it. It could be the frequency of a particular, um, particular set or the time frame in which we are doing it. So 30 minutes, an hour, I want to, you know, so read 30, um, read 60 minutes per day, right? Could be anything like that. So time bound is important again, because it's making sure that we are setting ourselves up to have that little check where we can come back and say, okay, yes, I've met the goal um, that I wanted to, right? All right, so our next letter <clears throat> in smarter, because remember, we're going to smarter, not smart, so is E, and this is exciting. So again, this is kind of a, a newer one that we're adding to it with that little risky thing that we had earlier. We're going to make it exciting. If a goal is boring, you're less likely to achieve it. That intrinsic motivation that we talked about earlier is very important when it comes to goals. And exciting excitement in the goal or in achieving the goal is a huge intrinsic motivator. Um, setting exciting and personally meaningful goals is gonna help you to stay motivated and stay focused on achieving them no matter what the circumstances are no matter what comes up against you. And the most powerful goals are powered by, like we said, those internal motivators, those intrinsic motivators. So yes, external 
motivators might work and that might give you a little bit of excitement. Let's say that when you achieve your goal, um, you're going to reward yourself with something. Okay. And that's good. Rewards are, are a fantastic part of a goal system, but if it's a tangible, um, reward, you want to be careful because that becomes an extrinsic reward and an extrinsic motivator is definitely less powerful than an intrinsic or internal motivation. All right. So now we're going to jump into the very last letter, a second R, right? Smarter, S-M-A-R-T-E-R. And our second R in this case is relevant, relevant. And you think to yourself, okay, well, that kind of makes sense. And the old R that, you know, was realistic kind of was the same thing, wasn't it? Not really. Let's talk about what, what we mean by relevant. When it comes to relevant in goals, we want to make sure that our goals are relevant to where we are in our life at this time. So if you are a... Um, a young parent, a parent with young children, I should say, and let's say you have three children, well, that's going to put different restrictions on your time than what an, you know, a, um, a, a young 20 something with no kids or even a, um, an empty nester might have. As far as time goes, you're not going to have the same amount. So setting a goal that is going to be extremely time intensive may not be relevant for your position in life, right? Um, it could be having to do with your physical ability. So for instance, you're probably not going to join or be drafted by the NBA when you're 64 years old. It's just not relevant to where you're at in your life. So that goal would not be a good goal and it's going to conflict with your life, where you're at in your life right now. So that's the other thing that we need to talk about when it comes to relevant. Not only is it relevant in your life for where you are currently, but is it relevant to the other goals that you have set? Because if you have one goal that contradicts or conflicts with another, then guess what? One or both of those goals are not going to, going to be achieved. It just doesn't make sense. You have to make sure that they are relevant to one another, that your goals support each other. And sometimes that means having a goal that doesn't start until one of the other goals has been completed, right? Make sure that your goals are aligned with one another. And the other thing that we really need to make sure that our goals do is that they align with our values, our values, our internal values, again, this comes back to that intrinsic motivation. If we have a goal that does not align with our internal values, then most likely we are going to not achieve it. We're going to have little roadblocks that are set up, you know, that, that just kind of keep us from achieving that. And sometimes this part, this values... It, this can come back to a discussion that we've had before on this podcast where it's more about limiting beliefs, things that you've told yourself that you're incapable of doing, but you really are capable of doing, 
Um, for instance, if one of your goals is a financial goal and you know this limiting belief that you have in your mind is that you are not capable of managing your finances well or you are not worthy of um, being a um, wealthy or, or just a well-off individual, right? Those values, those intrinsic um, beliefs, the, or excuse me, those limiting beliefs that you have are going to hold you back. So you want to make sure that you kind of get those things in check too before you're setting these goals. And if you need to work through one of those limiting beliefs, definitely jump back to a, an earlier podcast that we had uh, about limiting beliefs. It's a very important. So when it comes to relevant, our goals need to do those three things. They need to be aligned to the individual. They need to be aligned with your values and they need to be aligned with one another. So that takes us through the seven attributes of a fantastic goal, specific, measurable, actionable, risky, time-bound, exciting, and relevant. And now some people have asked, well, when it comes to relevant, how many goals can I set up before they start conflicting with one another, before the time requirements to, to complete one goal starts to invade into another? Well, the recommendation is typically no more than eight goals for the year. Now, that's eight active goals at any one time. Because if you get more than eight, the studies show us that you're going to um, kind of ignore some of those goals. And you're going to burn out or they're, as, you, as we said, the relevance, they're going to start to conflict with one another. And one is not going to be as relevant as the other. And you're going to just kind of, again, ignore that, um, that goal. So eight goals at any given time is ideal. And then you do, if you can, want to break them down into more quarterly goals. So maybe two to three goals per quarter is really where your focus is. Now, that doesn't mean that those goals can't continue beyond that, but the focus on them, the real heavy focus could be in that quarter. So let's say you have, um, let's say you have eight goals and in quarter one of the year, you wanted to, so the first three months of the year, you want to focus on just three of those goals, three of them that you think are going to make the biggest impact right away, or that you need to, because of their, their time bound, you need to make sure that you're implementing them right away. So you focus your energy on those three goals for that quarter, recognizing that any other goals, your other um, five goals, you're, you're going to focus more energy on them a little bit later in the year. Maybe it's quarter two or quarter three, or maybe even quarter four. At the very end of the year, you're going you're gonna, to um, finish up with the last goal or so. Okay, So think it through. What is the relevance of it? Right. So setting these smarter goals is extremely important when it comes to achieving your goals. No longer do we have New Year's resolutions that are likely to burn out after 32 days. Now we have smarter goals that you've thought through. And I would strongly encourage you to write these down. As a matter of fact, I'm going to link to a, um, 
uh, a little form that you can fill out, which will allow you to download a template that I've put together for you to help you map out your goals and specify all of these different smarter components. You know, so what is the goal? Why is it? What is the specific portion of the goal? Um, when it comes down to uh, measurable, what is what is the measure? How do I know that I'm going to achieve my goal? You know, what is the action verb? Write down two or three verbs that maybe work best for this. Um, you know, if one doesn't sound right, write another one down, so on and so forth. But I'm going to give you this template. And it's kind of just my gift for you for hanging out with me on the podcast this week um, is this template. Fill it out, write it down, save all of your goals. Now, you know, print out one of these templates or, or do it digitally, however you want to do it, um, for each of your different goals. And you'll find that having thought through the goal very specifically and kind of measuring all these things against the goal, is it relevant? Is it exciting? Is it something that I want to do or is it something that somebody else wants me to do? Well, that's not exciting if somebody else wants me to do it. There's no intrinsic motivation there right? So really dissecting your goal is going to help set you up for success. So friends, if you have any questions or there's anything that I can help you with, make sure that you jump into um, uh, our pod inbox slash do more. And that'll allow you to leave a voicemail that could be featured on a future episode of the do more podcast. And we can answer your questions then. However, Today, again, I just want to thank you for hanging out with me to the end of the podcast. And as always, don't forget to make today a great day. Mm-hmm.